Hi, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Good day to join us this early summer of the year, right? It's not really summer when you look at the calendar. The official date is June the 21st. However, it sure feels like summer. Of course, last week was winter and, you know, just just jump from one to the other. But I think this one is going to stay. It's hot, hot, hot outside. One of the things I'm doing is I'm getting ready for that hot weather. And the way I'm doing it is taking out my cool shirts, all my cool underwear, cool everything, right? Because the winter stuff has to go. There's things that you need to do around your home too to make sure your home is ready for the hot hot summer we're going to talk about that later in the show we are also going to be visiting with our in-studio guests sherry hill is joining us she is with sage international she's got some great insight for investors if you're looking to buy real estate investment property or you even have investment property today make sure that it's incorporated make sure that it's structured the right way so that you can get maximum benefit also joining us today dan Ryder. dan is the broker at nevada home connections today we're going to talk about something that i've been reading about hearing about a little bit here in northern Nevada, and that is accessory dwelling units on primary residence. We're going to talk to Dan because he's the man to know. We're going to have that conversation and more after this message. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. I'm excited about what's coming up this summer. This summer is like already here. Wow, when you look at Hot August Nights, you look at Art Town, and you think, can there be anything even bigger or better? Yes. I found out this year it's the 25th anniversary dance party for the Reno Blues Society. You like to boogie woogie? Hey, hey, yes, you're going to have a great time at this year's event. August 4th, 7 p.m. at the Ramada Inn. Don't let the locale fool you, ladies and gentlemen. It's perfect for blues music. You know, the thing I love about Reno Blues and the Blues Society is I've learned so much more about blues music itself. Talk about American. That is the down-home American music. That's where so much of today's rock and roll, rap, jazz, even big band blues music in America it's for us ladies and gentlemen you're gonna enjoy it August 4th 2018 7 p.m. Ramada Inn visit the website to get more information and buy your tickets Reno blues society.org with me in the studio I have a big blues fan Sherry Hill from Sage International hi Sherry hi enjoying the day today I am it's fabulous when I said boogie woogie I saw you move over. well of course I love blues <laughs> I love to dance and that's why I'm gonna dig this dance party oh yeah it's gonna be a blast we're gonna have a good time now they used to put on the mash bash that you and I went to for a number of years and had a good time. Listen to a lot of great music. It's amazing how the talent that we have here in northern Nevada and that it's all in one area. Right, and the headliner for this event, Roy Rogers, truly the best slide guitarist on the planet. So oh, he it. it's gonna be awesome. And if you love to dance and you love to have fun and you love to hear great music, then join us at the Reno Blues Society yeah, we're gonna be 25th there. party. Yeah, absolutely. Joining us in the studio too, Dan Ryder. Dan is Good a realtor extraordinaire at uh, Nevada Home Connections. Well, Welcome to our you. show. Good to have you here too, Dan. A lot of people know you in town, but a lot of people moving in all the time. And uh, part of our show is to let people know who the pros are, who's doing what, what kind of background people have have let people know besides those beautiful shoes you're wearing well, my thank gosh you, you are thank you yes. 
Yeah. You are you're dressed I, I well today. I thought this was going to be filmed. Oh, right? dressed up. <laughs> Did so. I, mean, I'm, I meant the t radio show, not the TV show. I should have took. No, no, you look great today. But you have been in northern Nevada for quite a while. Let people know about your background. I'm actually a native of Reno. Mm, native. Yeah, selling real estate now uh, in Reno and Sparks for just over 27 years. Wow. Have worked for and actually owned other brokerages in the past. There's at least one other brokerage. Mm -hmm. But uh, really found a home here mm -hmm. with, uh, I've got, uh, got a total of 15 licensees, but mm -hmm. fairly selective as to who we bring in. In fact, all my colleagues and partners are brokers. So yeah. that takes a lot of the management and day-to-day -day operational tasks kind of off of my plate. Well, the Nevada Home Connections is, uh, I look at it as somewhat of a boutique agency in the Absolutely. sense, Dan, that it's not about hiring a bunch of new people and hoping one That's or two exactly of them it. hang on to make it. In fact, it. we're the exact opposite of that. We, we would prefer 10 years plus mm -hmm. in the business. Uh, in terms of our, our costs and fees, we're, we're pretty low. Uh, mm -hmm. we, t we take pretty good care of our broker partners. Mm -hmm. Uh, but in, in that sense, the brokerage itself is is not like a traditional, you know, kind of top-down model. Yeah. Uh, in our case, it's really more of a co-op or cooperative. Yeah. And uh, so far, it's worked fabulously. You have a lot of valuable experience. I mean valuable to the clients and customers that you service. And, you know, I see a lot of people struggling and working hard in the real estate business, Dan, to get their designations so that they can have yeah. something to put on their card. Many times, I feel like the best designation is how many years have you been in business? I mean, time in the box in the real estate world, I mean, that's valuable. There's stuff you just can't learn, I know, unless you've been there. I think uh, in terms of designations, if I were to make a recommendation to the public, in Nevada, there's a distinct difference between the title broker or broker salesman and agent. And of course, the vast majority of, of realtors in town are agents. And of course, there are some very, very good ones. Mm -hmm. But if you really want to just kind of point at a designation that clearly separates one from the other, I would look for somebody with that broker. broker. More time in the business. Mm -hmm. Uh, more education. Mm -hmm. And of course, the state asks a little bit more of you also. Well, you have more responsibilities Correct. when you have that designation Correct. as well because uh, you have a higher level of expertise and a higher level of expectations. That's absolutely right. Uh, you got in the business then around 1990. And uh, 91. Right. Actually. And I can't, uh, I don't have my, my laptop with me, but I would imagine that the median home price at that point, probably somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe $150,000. Oh, I think it was less. Less. Yeah, I would guess. Wait, this is crazy. One I bought a house. It was yeah, 130. <laughs> yeah, at that time, you know, boy, if you you spent four or five hundred thousand on a house, you were you're in tall house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you were in the Bay Area. So, what are you talking about? Yeah, I, I think the first couple of years in the business, my average sales price somewhere between ninety and one hundred and ten thousand. All right, all right. And the market was probably moving a little bit because Reno has always been beautiful. Even back in the nineties, I bet it looked a lot like it did today. Well, I, I had the good whether it was good fortune and bad fortune. I, I came came on board really right in the middle of a recession, mm. and so at that time there were a lot of agents in the business that were grousing about how difficult things were, but I didn't know any different, so it was okay yeah. for me. Yeah, uh, you're, so one far, of the, you're one of those new agents that made it, right? That filtered out through the top. Yeah, it's a, statistically, it's a 10% of licensees make it more than two years in the mm -hmm. business. So it's mm -hmm. a pretty big fallout. Mm -hmm. uh, you know the contemporaries in town, the other agents, the other brokers, the people on your team at Nevada Home Connections. Real estate is an interesting world because it's a solitary game to a degree, but you do have to rely on other people as well. So you are the realtor, you're 
you're the broker, you're the person in charge of the transaction. However, there's, in most cases, another side, the other yeah. buyer, the seller, there might be a bank involved like you, we've all experienced. I mean, that ability Inspectors, to be a team title company and, an, and a uh, repair people, gregarious person. Yeah. I mean, you got to be out there talking to people all the time. Well, I think, you know, in terms of that, managing the, the real estate transaction, uh, as you alluded to, I, I really kind of think of myself as the air traffic controller. Uh, not, not my job necessarily to fly the airplane, so I'm not going to go out and perform the inspection, but I do want to make sure that that's scheduled and, and he's there and, yeah. and I'm there when he, he's yeah. there or she. Um, so it, I think, you know, there's so much information. That, back in early in my career, uh, if, if somebody wanted to see a house, they had to go to you. If somebody wanted to know more about the house, you were the only person that possessed that information and and, and we were as, at that time we were the gatekeepers to real estate mm -hmm. well now we all know that gates wide open cows are out of the barn what what is the role of a real estate broker in fact why do we still exist and I would say it, it's really about the complexity that, of the transaction mm -hmm. and in some cases just the complexity of the decisions that have to be made uh, whether it be legal or contractual uh, I think we've remained in fact I'm sure we've ma remained integral to the process you know real Real estate is so important. You know, Dan, I used to be a mortgage lender in a prior I life. I know. That's where I first met you, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, And so in that world, in our world, in the real estate world, it's, it's kind of like getting married. In fact, there is a lot more ahead of time, ahead of the closing date on a piece of uh, real estate, whether you're buying or selling, than there is for somebody getting married. I mean, it's so well, much Well, probably. Easier, and right? they usually spend more money, too. Look, <laughs> I mean, I've been married before. I'm not married now. Yeah. I've got a lovely fiancé. But the last time, I wish I'd have gotten a credit check and a home inspection before yeah. I committed to that deal. <laughs> right, exactly. I was in heaven. Or how about a home warranty? <laughs> oh, yes. That would be good. If something isn't right, somebody comes to fix that right away. No, Look, that those, would be great. That's what I, I value about great real estate professionals the most, Dan, is their ability to communicate with other real estate pros to get deals done. Because, look, uh, you maybe won't say it, but I can't because I'm not a realtor. I know a lot of deals happen that aren't on the MLS. Yeah, I know true. that people talk about stuff that's coming, that's going, that may go, that may come, that may go. And if you have a great relationship with somebody across the street that is on the other side of a transaction or a great lender that does great business for great clients. Those are the people that you're talking to and you're finding out where that good traction is going well, to be. Well, and you also need somebody that doesn't have all the emotional uh, connection in it, meaning that, you know, like you said, there's a lot of important decisions that have to be made. If it's left to the person selling the home or buying the home, there's a lot more emotion involved where you, because you've had all the experiences, isn't the first time this thing has occurred. In you, that sense, I'm a bit of a lifeguard, I think. Yes. So. <laughs> I, I need to stay out of the pool. Let yes. them crash yeah, but you get yeah. to see all the pretty girls. I like that. Well, that's <laughs> your lifeguard. Hey, we're going to come back after this break. And when we do, I've got some very important information for our listeners about the cost of auto insurance. You know, when people are trying to get a mortgage and they have to look at all their expenses, they have to figure out, you know, can I afford this mortgage? Here's my costs. If auto insurance goes up dramatically, it's going to mean people may have a little bit less ability to buy a home to get a mortgage. We'll talk about that, give you the details after this. Extraction Jackson. Here's what people are saying about CJ's recommended carpet care. Michelle Holbert. I have used Jack several times and he's fantastic. He's cleaned my own carpets, several of my rental properties. I've been very happy. My tenants have really been surprised at how nice the carpets look after he's completed them. Tile, grout, carpet, upholstery. Call 829-1551 or visit cjscarpetcare.com. Extraction Jackson. He's the best. I need a hero. 
Hi, I'm Chris from Truckee Meadows Pest Control. I'm Cindy from Truckee Meadows Pest Control. I'm Jody from Truckee Meadows Pest Control. Now is the time of year when insects, pests, and rodents are the most active and they want to get inside of your home. Stop those critters and bugs from coming into your home. Call us here at Truckee Meadows Pest Control, 332-0604. Or visit tmpestcontrol.com. TM Pest, we are licensed and insured in Nevada. Truckee Meadows Pest Control. Control Control is what it's all about. Chucky Meadows Pest Control is locally owned and operated. It's a good day to tune into our radio show, Nevada Real Estate Radio. We're in our 13th year of weekly broadcasts, heaven helping people make great decisions when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. We also help a lot of people when they're getting ready to buy a piece of property because they're going to need a mortgage by talking about great ideas, credit in good shape, uh, ways to lower your costs, maybe to increase your income. And sometimes those ways have to do with other things that we are related with here at Nevada Real Estate Radio. For instance, one of our great sponsors, Daryl Carr from SunTech Solar Screening, often comes to talk to us about the great things he's doing for homeowners here in northern Nevada. He's helping them save money, reduce their costs to cool those big windowed houses in the summertime because the heat just blares in, right? When he puts up SunTech Solar Screens, immediately you see the difference and you feel the difference. I mean, it's like putting sunglasses on your house. And then what does that do? Like me, when I put my sunglasses on, I'm very, very cool. And I love to be cool. And I love my house to be cool because because I'm saving a lot of money. And guess what I can do with that money? Whatever I want. Maybe even save it and put a down payment on a house or a piece of investment property. Look, the choice is yours, but you've got to learn more about SunTech Solar Screening. I've got them on my house, so I can tell you this. They absolutely work with no electricity, no major complications, no complicated panels, solar panels, nothing like that. You put the solar screens on and immediately you feel the difference. Check them out. SolarScreensOfReno.com or give Daryl Lacar at Daryl Carr, hey call at 775-352-9396. Tell him Peter sent you. Sherry Hill is with us in the studio. Sherry is the owner of Sage International. Sherry, what do you think about those SunTech solar screens? Oh, they're fantastic. I mean, literally massive reduction in my cooling bill. In fact, I barely turn on my air conditioner in the summer anymore. So I'm saving a lot, helping the planet. You can see out of them. They're fantastic. Can't see in them. And I just am um, so glad I made that investment. They really are cool. Dan, you look pretty cool when you put your sunglasses on. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah. Well, I will say, because uh, I'm a real estate broker, uh, I see that these uh, solar shades be- being really effectively used, You know, particularly maybe Northwest Reno, I might pick on that for a mm-hmm. moment, where mm-hmm. you've got big views yep. back up into the canyons and the Sierras. And uh, they're all west-facing houses. So, of course, late in the afternoon, when you might be wanting to enjoy your view the most, it's uh, more difficult to do that. And they end up pulling a blind. You know. Yeah, so you're sitting in the dark. Yeah, right. No, no, no. <laughs> these are use lot premium Not so these. Keep your blinds closed. Yeah, mm-hmm. these are that is wonderful. Nice touch. Yeah, yeah. Is nice highly touch. recommend yeah. that. Hey, when we were going into the break, I was talking about car insurance changes happening in Nevada beginning on July the 1st. So here's the official word I got from my friend at the Associated Press. The uh, There could be as many as 600,000 vehicle owners that could face auto insurance rate increases in July on July 1st when the minimum liability coverage requirements go up. And officials announced that there uh, that there are um, almost one in three of Nevada's two million licensed motorists could be paying another $10 more a month for their automobiles. So here's the details though. The minimum is going up from 15, 30, and 10. That's for bodily injury per person and per accident and then property damage. Uh, the bodily injury was 25,000. That's going to, that was 15,000. That's going to 25,000. The coverage per person uh, and per accident is 
is going from 30,000 to 50,000 and the property damage coverage is going from 10,000 to $20,000. Uh, that's the only one that doubled. The other ones went up uh, a little bit less, but still that's a whole lot more. And the long and the short of it is this, the average household, 45 more dollars a month. That could make a difference on somebody getting pre-approved sure for a mortgage, Dan. Good. So what does that mean? Buy an older it's, car. Well, you know what it is? It's all these Californians. Ride your bike. Ride your <laughs> <Just> bike. <kidding. laughs> yeah. No, no, no. See, I've always talked about, you know, if you buy a little bit older car, if you don't drive a brand new car, your auto insurance costs are less. That's true. In my case, they practically pay me to insure my old car. You know, mm. it's so old. And so my costs are very low. But if you want to drive a brand, brand new car and you don't own a home yet, chances are you're going to be struggling to get a home. I recommend buy a used car. buy a slide Save your money. money. Save okay. your money. Whatever you do, get a bike. Sherry, you're right. You walk to work. I know what you're talking about. I walk to work. <laughs> Right. Well, you walk up the stairs in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. But I have an older car. I've had the same car for almost 15, 16 years. And so, well, yeah. And you've been able to mm -hmm. do a lot of great things with that savings that you've had. Yeah, I'd rather spend a, my money elsewhere. A new car. Yep. And you, we're mm -hmm. talking about the work you do for real estate investors. Let our listeners know the primary work. Somebody comes to talk to you and say, hey, sure, I want to buy a piece of investment property, maybe a rental house. What should we? Well, we talk about the differences between utilizing a standard limited liability company or in Nevada we have the fabulous tool called a series LLC so I form a lot of those for people that have multiple properties here in the state mm -hmm. and it just is a great way to protect their assets and to make sure that if they're driving that brand new vehicle and they get into that accident mm -hmm. that they can't just step through and take all their investment real estate mm -hmm. And so it's kind of interesting to me. I shared all the benefits of an LLC with uh, someone last week. And then I get an email from them going, well, what if I just want to do it on my own? So my typical answer is I don't answer. Yeah. Just like you, Dan, you got 27 years in the business. I got 25 years forming entities. I'm not going to help someone try and do it on their own because they don't know what they don't know. And if they want to learn through the School of Hard Knocks, have at it. But I'm not going to share all my knowledge for nothing. I've earned it. Mm -hmm. And so I already know when someone does something like that, they're setting themselves up for failure. Mm -hmm. Because it's all the back. How do you actually get the property inside the LLC? How do you make sure that you have the right insurance? I mean, there's all these other things that go with it. Mm -hmm. It isn't just filing a piece of paper with the state. So. Yeah, and I know people can legally sell their own real estate, Dan, if they want to. They don't. They're not by law. They're not out of an LLC. Uh, no, no out of anywhere. Out of yeah, anywhere, right? Of I own a big house. I own a million dollar property. Uh, I don't want to pay a commission. I'm not going to pick. I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> oh, I see. What I'm going to save yeah. my money, right? Because I can. I can do it. But is it really the best thing to do? Actually, I know that's not because most people don't know the industry. They don't know the ins and outs. And I know sure. I, I can't even stuff. imagine as a buyer of a piece of real estate buying from a for sale by owner because of all the, you know, they're not disclosed. All the stuff that you know has to be done, I would never buy somebody uh, a piece of property from a for sale by owner. Well, maybe that's what the answer is to individuals that pose this kind of situation for you, Sherry, is to ask them, all right, so you want me to give you all the information so that you can do it yourself? Would you buy a piece of property on your own? Would you buy a piece of investment property on your own, get titled? Is that what you, is that how you roll? Because if you do, uh, we, we're done because I, I could never allow you to do that if I had any say in it because you'd make so many 
any mistakes. Well, again, this is where you go cheap. This isn't where you go cheap. Well, you get, may I interject? <laughs> yes. Yeah. The, um, I, I have, uh, uh, to your point, I have both seen and accommodated a lot of private party sales. Uh, the successful private party sales that, you know, I've been involved with typically are, you know, when the, the neighbor uh, makes an offer on one of my client's listings mm -hmm. and it's an investment property. In fact, I just closed one of those last mm -hmm. week. Or you may maybe it's an investment property mm -hmm. and the tenant, right. you know, wants to buy mm -hmm. it. But those are scenarios that are pretty darn natural. What I find, unfortunately, for a lot of sell, sellers who go out at, into the for, for sale by owner world, most are successful, at least some are. But I think you find, to your point, they, uh, the personality type that's attracted to that is going to be uh, cutthroat, might not be the right word, but, you know, these guys are probably going to be fairly shrewd. And, and at the end of the day, they're not going to go into a private party sale and, and pay the price that c the comparables are at because you find, you know, 90% of the time those comparable sales were listed in MLS, paid brokerage fees, you know, didn't. So th what happens is the shrewd investor comes in and says, hey, I love your house, I love your price, but I'm not paying for fees and services that don't exist. So well, but, but not I'll give only you that. that but the, so at the, the end of the day, has the seller really benefited? You know, I'm well, sure there the are cases that they have. The buyer but, because the inspections and all the well, things that Well, they can still you, do inspections well, but, if they but want. Some people don't even know. Well, I'm, t I'm talking specifically that shrewd investor oh, yeah. mentality, which it's pretty rare to find uh, a first-time buyer, for example. It rarely, if ever, are they going to dabble yeah. as a for sale by owner. So, yeah. you know, if I've got a house at Sparks at 300000 and I'm trying to sell it myself, I'm basically saying that 60 or 70% of the market as first-time buyers isn't going to look my house right. because they won't. Mm. Uh, they're intimidated by that process <laughs> yeah. and they want a hand. Yeah, yeah they And know they that. should. Mm -hmm. And they should get a hand. So anyway, that's my soapbox for the day. It's like, you know, when you get cheap, go go shop your strawberries or your office supply, okay? But not when you're dealing with, this is your, your wealth. This is your foundation. And if you want to protect great. it, you got to do it right. And that's why you have experts that are still around. I mean, why do you think I'm still around with the legal Zooms of the world? Yeah, exactly. You know? Well, because you know what you're doing. <laughs> and a lot of what you know that you do, Sherry, is connections. And in our world, in the business world, it's about putting the right people together, together a great transaction. And although you can have some success if you live in a closet and you do all your work online, the reality is in your business and in the real estate business and in our business, the radio and talk show business, we need to get in front of people belly to belly. That's really the way it happens. And that's how great things get accomplished. Sherry, you talk about that and more on your own radio show, the Sherry Hill Radio Show. And it's coming up right after this. I'm encouraging our listeners to stay tuned after our show. It's going to be a great topic, Sherry. I saw your guest come in today. Cool. Yeah, Florence Phillips of ESL In Home. Uh, program and really talking about the importance of helping people learn English as a second language. Pretty fundamental topic. Pretty fundamental and you know for basic survival and just all the right reasons. So. And I'm all for the more people learning English ladies and gentlemen I'll tell you why I want more people to listen to my radio show Nevada Real Estate Radio. We're going to come back after this quick break and talk about with Dan Ryder we're going to talk about some of the things that you might be able to do to add value to your home plus some updates on some of the activities going on in the real estate world in northern Nevada. We'll talk that and more after this. SunTech Solar Screening uses Pfeiffer screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. SunTech Solar Screening. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening. 
Hi, I'm Chris from Truckee Meadows Pest Control. I'm Cindy from Truckee Meadows Pest Control. I'm Jody from Truckee Meadows Pest Control. Now is the time of year when insects, pests, and rodents are the most active and they want to get inside of your home. Stop those critters and bugs from coming into your home. Call us here at Truckee Meadows Pest Control, 332-0604. Or visit tmpestcontrol.com. TM Pest, we are licensed and insured in Nevada. Truckee Meadows Pest Control. Control Control is is what it's it's all about. about. Truckee Meadows Pest Control is locally owned and operated. Extraction Jackson. Here's what people are saying about CJ's recommended carpet care. Michelle Holbert. I have used Jack several times and he's fantastic. He's cleaned my own carpets, several of my rental properties. I've been very happy. My tenants have really been surprised at how nice the carpets look after he's completed them. Tile, grout, carpet, upholstery. Call 829-1551 or visit cjscarpetcare.com. Extraction, Jackson. He's the best. Man, my carpets are dirty at my house. I've been tracking mud in all spring long. Now that I'm getting ready for my fun activities outdoors, you know, I'm a beekeeper. So I'm in and out of the backyard. And, uh, you know, I just noticed the other day, if you looked at my carpets, you could tell that I'm a beekeeper or a ditch digger, one of the two, because it all kind of looks the same. Good news is I've got a great friend in the carpet cleaning business. He also does tile and grout too. CJ's recommended carpet care, tile, grout, carpet upholstery, you name it. Extraction Jackson is the name of the guy. He's the man that owns the company and he does a great job you should see some of the before and after work that he's got on his website you'd really see it really does clean that grout so it looks like brand new and the carpet i can tell you from personal experience it is like brand new when he left my home and it smells great too there used to be a pet in there and the good news is that cj's recommended carpet care they're pet stain specialists jack loves pets he's got big dogs of his own so he knows what it takes to keep the carpets clean learn more at his website cj's carpet care or give him a call, 829-1551. Tell him Peter sent you. Along the line of talking about pets and pets ca- pet care, do you know that there's over 70 million dogs in America? Sherry? Yeah, 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 I figured as much. Dan, do you but know? But I like cats. Does it mean 70 million dogs? I mean, that's It seven, feels like 69 million. You know, it does. It, I might like it 74 actually. million. But I'm telling you, there are a lot of dogs in this world, and that's just part of the society. I have a message, though, that I need to convey that was delivered to me from the U.S. Postal service. They're telling me that 70 million dogs, they any any one of them can bite you or can bite the mailman. So you've got to be really careful when accepting mail or packages at your door. Make sure to place your dog in another room or close the door before you talk to the letter carrier. Remember, if the letter carrier feels threatened by a vicious dog or if a dog is running loose, the dog owner may be asked to pick up the mail at the post office instead until that letter carrier is assured that that pet is being restrained and controlled. So if you believe a dog is about to attack you, you always know this. Play something between you and the dog, like your purse, your backpack, your bicycle, just anything. But once you get through that, if there's a vicious dog loose, call the city of Reno Animal Control, 775-322-3647. Dog bite prevention, quick reference, is what you always have to have when you have pets. And you want to protect the postman. That's our message from the U.S. Postal Service. Now, Sherry, aren't you feeling better now that you know how to protect yourself attacked by a vicious dog? Well, when we, you know, part of my world of asset protection dog bites are huge in that. Really? So, really? Yeah, especially from an investor who has tenants with a vicious dog on the property. Guess who ultimately will be held responsible? Well, what if it's not a vicious dog? A, a, a little, it doesn't matter. A little you chihuahua can make a, bites somebody on the ankle? It doesn't matter. 
really? if somebody provokes or unintended, uh, dog bites are a huge problem. No, so I feel sorry for those dogs. I don't like to be provoked either. <laughs> somebody provokes me, I might. Somebody bite pokes them. a stick at you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, Dan Ryder's with us in the studio. Dan, you're a pet owner. I am. I'm intrigued because I have at least one dog. I wonder if they, if you called and narked at your own dog out, if they'd come get them. Maybe they'd give you some. Right. Free dog training. Be a huge opportunity. Absolutely. You're a beekeeper, and that's why you and I, I, I uh, get along so great. Is because we we love the ladies, right? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Well, they're our livestock, right? Out they, grazing oh, in people's no. backyards. What a Zen thing. I dig. It is. I like going out and listening to the bees. When I go out to the distant part away from the hives and I see a bee on a flower, I, I kind of I'm really enjoying watching them at work because they don't really work at home. They work. They're, in, out they're always in well. The they field. work at home too. Hey guys, somebody's got to take care of the babies, <laughs> cap the honey. Right. There's a lot of work to be done. Yeah, beekeeping is a lot like housekeeping. Like I mean, it's like a managing a really tiny, tiny house because mm -hmm. a lot of activity going on has to be maintained, has to be cared for, just like a just like a home. And some of the some of the issues that come up in beekeeping, they kind of come up in the real world as well. They sure do. So you and I both know that when when a beehive is kept for a good little while and it gets real healthy, what happens? That beehive grows, and before long, they're starting to run out of room. So one of the ways that we accommodate them is we put another box on them, right? Correct. Give them more room. Uh, in the real world, uh, human world, we maybe build an addition, or we you know we move to someplace else. So in the bee world, swarms just pack up and leave, That's how take they off, That's get how out, they roll. and they take the sink with them just like they did during. Well, the, yeah, and the actually, downturn. what they do is the uh, you know the old queen mm. leaves mm. after they've created the queen cells. There's mm. usually half a dozen or more. After those are built, she'll take off and take half the hive with her, mm -hmm. and that is in effect how the honeybee population naturally mm -hmm. increases itself. Yeah, yeah, it's just a natural uh, course of action, it's a natural law. So I try and trick them with yeah. varying degrees of success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, but when uh, I'm Johnny's starting to learn that if they really want to swarm, there's really not much you can do. And when Johnny wants to leave, he's 26 yeah. years old. He's lived at home the whole all his life. He's gonna go. Get him out. That's true. Let and some go. hives I found are just plain swarmy. Yeah, they just kind of act that way. The swarm factories kind of like they're, they're swarmy. So let's talk about the real world now, the human world. When you run out of room at your house, oh how interesting! Or you can't find can't find a place to live. There is talk amongst the Northern Nevada community about doing something similar to the bee world, which is adding another box to the to the hive. But in this case, there's talk about adding another unit to existing properties. An accessory dwelling unit. Yes, I was talking to a homeowner from the Newlands area, and maybe it's not specific just to the Newlands area, but she's very concerned. So, Dan, would you fill us in because you were in the know? Well, I am. Thank you. Um, th that is to say, I've now watched uh, two city council or planning commission meetings, I should say, mm -hmm. uh, that focused on this topic with a great deal of detail. Uh, it's it actually is part of um, City of Reno's new master plan, recognizing that we are in a real housing shortage and that uh, possibly on the verge of a crisis. So they've cooked up this idea that if you live in the city of Reno and you have a lot that is 9,000 square feet or larger, uh, they're concerned about parking. Parking. So at this point, they're discussing, well, you would be required to have uh, a parking space off street uh, for e every bedroom in the house. And, and that would include, you know, the granny flat or the accessory dwelling unit. Uh, at this point, and, and I'm in favor of this, they are saying that these units would not be independently metered. So they would piggyback on the current metering mm -hmm. system, both water, electric, gas. Well, everything's on the primary the owner. Yeah. That's a really important <laughs> distinction. I, mm -hmm. You know, you said something in the intro about, you know, adding houses. This is really adding utility to the house. Mm. There is no doubt that you will have some of these come on board that are strictly an, an income opportunity. Right. But it, I would guess in an equal number of scenarios, 
scenarios. You've got elderly parents that need a place to stay. Mm -hmm. And I wrote a house, an offer on a home in Collin Ranch just a little over a week ago. Basically 1,600 square feet, super cute house, mm -hmm. but almost 500,000. <coughs> so you need to say, well, wouldn't that be a typical place that grandma would land, you mm -hmm. know? And uh, I, I just see where that's becoming less and less practical. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got uh, parents now approaching their late 70s. I don't know where you're at, but I have also have young children or, or young adults in their 20s. Mm -hmm. And they're finding it equally difficult to, you know, even qualify, let alone finding a place that, yeah. you know, falls in an affordable range. So I really, I'm really hopeful that if they do this right, it, it helps almost immediately with, with somewhat of a crushing problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, if you look back, Reno has gone through this before, and it went through this after World War II. So you brought up the Newlands area. One thing the Newlands area has a lot of, statistically, are Granny Flat. Think about it. Really? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, after World War II, running out of places to live locally, they uh, uh, eased up on some of the pressures uh, for building, building extra units on the property. In fact, the federal government uh, gave away land along the Mount, say, Mount Rose Highway, two and a half acre parcels. Is there in that left? Uh, there are homes still out there. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, they, the... You can see a lot of this now is Saddlehorn and Arrow oh, Creek wow. and that part of the country. Wow. So. Uh, but yeah, right in the mm -hmm. mid to late 1940s, those were government parcels, and you could go out as long as you improved them yeah. over a number of years, and that you would own mm -hmm. it at the end of it. So because so I, it, it's all still attached, still be primary residence. Exactly. So, See, yes. I'm concerned if they if they separately meter, then mm -hmm. it automatically turns these homes into income properties. Right. right. And you know from your experience that changes the financing picture. Well, plus, you, you have a whole different kind of, uh, of uh, lifestyle when you have renters coming in and going, as opposed well, to family let me, members. Let me address because I have a neighbor that is quite concerned, and I live in one of those zones that ab absolutely qualifies for that. You know, as a real estate salesman, I, I'm really at the tip of the spear in terms of the frustration people are having, not just but buying a home, but renting a home. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's just ridiculous what we're going through right now. We're at a stage right now where our community is, we're attracting some real talent, young talent, smart people, um, involved people. If we don't give these guys a place to stay, kind of cooked. Mm -hmm. I, I think the people will still come, it just may not be the same level of people that we thought we would want to come. Mm -hmm. And so I see this as probably one of many strategies that uh, I guess in the sense this, this granny flat mentality might give a homeowner the chance not only to make a little income, but actually sponsor some young couple or, you know, some aspiring Tesla engineer to get their foot in the door in Reno, Nevada, because those opportunities are just so thin right now. Yeah. Without living in an apartment. Without living in an apartment or going, I mean, even, even the way outs, places like uh, Silver Springs. And uh, I know Dayton right now is going through a huge crunch. So it's, it's not just Reno. It's mm -hmm. uh, it's really well, all points. Well, it's interesting. One of my clients flew in there from Canada, Canadian, very wealthy. And they're heavy real estate investors. Uh, other clients of mine that they have partnered with for many years built a lot of Arrow Creek. And he was asking me, you know, what kind of, you know, if we want to do some development here, what should we be looking at? And I said, multi-unit, not apartments. I said, those starter homes where they just built up on Vassar. Those are like five houses on one piece of property, mm -hmm. smaller homes so that you have that first home buyer space, <coughs> right? Versus coming in and building more apartment complexes. And so well, here's it was really problem. interesting. Yeah. Those homes on Vassar were all three to $350,000. Oh. Okay. So uh, you look at the, uh, the median 
median income in Washoe County right now is mid 50s, maybe 56. That person, assuming they're super clean, maybe one car payment qualifies for somewhere around 250,000. Yeah, I didn't so, know how much those yeah. were, but I just was thinking that multi-unit, even no. duplex. Well, price, those are whatever. those are actually on their own yeah. lots. Okay. Sorry. So. <laughs> we are. We need to take our break. We have a commercial uh, knocking on the door. He wants to talk to you. I want to let our listeners know when we come back, we're going to talk more on Nevada Real Estate Radio about opportunities to purchase homes, to buy homes, to sell homes. And as we've talked about, you've got to be really creative nowadays to get the best value, whether you're buying or selling. We have an expert in the studio that's going to give us more information. Dan Ryder from Nevada Home Connections and continuing too with Sherry Hill from Sage International. She's the wealth protection diva. We'll be back after this. This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit summitfunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number 258750. Our branch NMLS number is 1042857. Summit Funding's NMLS number is 3199. Thank you. Summit Funding is an equal housing lender. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. SunTech Solar Screening, 3529396. SunTech Solar Screening. Extraction Jackson. Here's what people are saying about CJ's recommended carpet care. My name is Kevin Carp. I've been a lawyer since 1979. Jack, he's a character and he will tell you what needs to be done. And there's no question with CJ's that you're not going to get these fly-by-night places that'll do everything cheap. You won't get work that you'll have to redo a month later. Residential, commercial, tile, grout, carpet, and upholstery cleaning. Call 829-1551 or visit cjscarpetcare.com. Hi, I'm Chris from Truckee Meadows Pest Control. I'm Cindy from Truckee Meadows Pest Control. I'm Jody from Truckee Meadows Pest Control. Now is the time of year when insects, pests, and rodents are the most active and they want to get inside of your home. Stop those critters and bugs from coming into your home. Call us here at Truckee Meadows Pest Control, 332-0604. Or visit tmpestcontrol.com. TM Pest, we are licensed and insured in Nevada. Truckee Meadows Pest Control. Control Control is is what it's it's all about. about. Chucky Meadows Pest Control is locally owned and operated. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. My name is Peter Padilla. I'm glad you're tuning into our radio show today. I'm looking back at some of the latest statistics from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors, and I don't think even they can keep up because the last information I have shows that the median home price in northern Nevada, Reno area specifically, is $386,000. But Dan Ryder, I think that's up to four hundred now, isn't it? It is. It is. It's just amazing how fast the values are growing in the northern Nevada area, and that's including Reno, Sparks, Dayton. Gardnerville, Minden, even Fernley, Nevada, is taken off like everything else. Their median home price, the recent one I have, was over $250,000 for a single-family residence, three-bedroom, two-bath. It's just amazing what's going on out there. And I suppose, Dan, some people are thinking this might be a good time to sell a home because value is at their all-time high for for the most part. And some people are saying, you know, you got to do it because if you wait too long, you never know what can happen. And so one of the things... Well, I will say that particularly for the mover-uppers, so if you're living in the smaller house, 
house and you're uh, feeling really good about your financial situation. We, we all know that the lower end of the market, the start are super hot right now. Mm -hmm. Really easy to sell, if mm -hmm. you could put it that way. Mm -hmm. And that, the, that that phenomena has yet to hit the upper price ranges. It's starting to move there. That is well-priced homes mm -hmm. sell, you know, regardless of the price point. Mm -hmm. But I, I see where you know, you've had this huge rate of appreciation in the affordable stuff, mainly because there's no new construction to compete against it. But then you get up around 450, 500 plus, and you start to see where the you know things even out a little right. bit. So if you yeah. can buy at that level, at the higher level, you're buying a home that hasn't appreciated as dramatically. much as exactly. Right. So so if you're going, if you're in the part of your career where your income is going up and you have more prosperity, let's say, and you're able to enjoy these fruits of your labor, this is a good this time to make a move. A really yeah. good time because you're going in the right direction, and there's actually a little harder for the folks trying to move down. Oh yeah, yeah. but if you're going in the upward direction, why not? And there's a lot of people that are doing that. Dan, one of the things that our mortgage sponsor and lender extraordinaire Lou Carr sent to me was a few things that he should we should think about before you know selling your home. Yeah, some of the ways you can good. add value. This and one of really the things good. I see there, I know it's Sherry Hill's favorite thing to do: painting the house, painting the house. Sherry. <laughs> like I, don't paint. I, yeah, don't, <laughs> I don't paint. But she loves to have. She I loves, hire painters. She loves to have the house. She loves painted. to hire painters. I love, I love to hire house. painters who love to paint. <laughs> but yeah, definitely, um, how much value and beauty it adds to your home. Really, you know? maybe the cheapest yeah. of the upgrades, mm -hmm. yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah because it's such a dramatic. Effect. And you can even do that yourself as a homeowner, right? If you really wanted to. Well, some can, I found, and some cannot. But they don't I, always I don't know. The Jerry cannot. I, they, come, they come in with a crew and ladders and <laughs> workman's comp. Yeah. So <laughs> Plastic. Yeah. <laughs> right. They know what they're doing, basically. Exactly. Yes. And they're in and out. I guess I'd you, still be painting my house. Your home would, loo your home would lose value <laughs> yeah. if some people oh paint gosh, it because it's I so bad. But oh, Dan, that is a real quick way to add value, curb appeal at the cheap, very cheap, minimal. Cheap. Right? Yeah. What's the next thing that you would recommend to see people do? Well, I'm looking over, um, the, number one, actually, the make basic repairs. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, virtually every house I see, I see the opportunity that, uh, they mentioned a squeaky door here, but mm -hmm. uh, I, yeah, I see, you know, lamp hanging out over walkways. Yeah. I see uh, uh, gates that don't open and close. I mean, mm -hmm. just really simple, simple stuff that most homeowners can either do themselves mm -hmm. or, you know, hire out to handyman. And those are, the, when a buyer comes into a home and, and sees those, you know, little minor kind of general maintenance things unattended, knowing that, hey, the house is for sale. This mm -hmm. is as good as it's ever going to look. Mm -hmm. um, some of them in, in their mind, some buyers will equate that to, well, maybe they haven't changed the furnace filter regularly yeah, either. Right. You know? Or right. the Dishwasher it affect what it, it may not affect the, the value so profoundly is the love of the yes. house. And when people feel like they can just move right in and they're in love with the house, look, those deals close. So the impression that the buyer candidates have of the home is critical. So it's about how they feel. It's a feeling thing, yeah. right? So I, I think it's important for the home, the seller, you know, to really walk through the home through the eyes of the buyer. Mm -hmm. And certainly paint and then these basic repair issues would be really a top list. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The third one would be probably the landscape mm. and just putting some color. Mm -hmm. You know, it gets good. So just, you know, potted plants inside and outside the home, flower mm -hmm. pots around the back porch, just giving it some life and some color. Amazing what some good foliage will do yeah. and color to a surrounding. Agreed. I mean, it really does change the change the look. It, it, once a home starts looking like it's taken care of and that somebody cares for that home, the element of love actually comes in, I believe. Agreed. Somebody loves this thing and that's what we all 
all really ultimately want. We want to love our environment, our home, and our decision more than anything, Dan, the decision. I mean, how much buyer's remorse is in there when you're talking about real estate? Well, I think that, you know, in every, because it's such a seller-oriented market at this juncture, uh, they tend to call all the shots. And so, you know, the poor buyers are going, well, what am I getting out of this besides feeling like I've overpaid for the house? Mm -hmm. And one thing you can give them is the impression that, okay, you just paid top dollar, but, you know, the house is in top condition. Right. And uh, that, that adds a little bit of uh, equity to the scenario. I, I would imagine that if somebody pays top dollar for a house today, when it's sold, let's say, 10 or 15 years ago, it's a pretty good chance somebody paid top dollar for it then, too. 10 or 15 years ago? Yeah. Those are the really bad old things. Any, any buyer yeah, 10, feels like they paid top dollar. 10 years ago, I was, I was... Oh, yeah, maybe not yeah, far back enough. people at the rate let's of about go back 10 to a week. 2000. Yeah, okay, yeah, let's go back to 2000. We go back but to 2000. That was a happy time. They paid it at the top of the market. Hey, look, even 10 years ago, if the top of the market was $150,000, that was it. I mean, that there, what I'm getting at is this, is that there are a lot of reasons why people buy homes, and it's not always because the price is right. Because it's the best deal, that's correct. At the time. In fact, I would say uh, universally, every home buyer has three doubts that circle around their mind. One of them is, did I pay too much? Mm -hmm. uh, the others are, did I, did I miss the right house? And then finally, did, did, did I find the right house? So these are the, this is the dialogue that goes around their and mind. Then, and then when they go through the transaction and it's a bit of a nightmare, I was, I think, you know, an escrow officer for 10 uh -huh. years, no easy transactions. And now you're struggling with, oh, I need this other piece of paper. Or I got to prove this. And, and everything's down to that final hour mm -hmm. of closing. So even more is circling through their head of doubt and buyer's remorse. And then when you finally get the keys and the front door falls off in your hand, right? Well, that's pretty depressing. <laughs> You didn't get inspections? You know, I, I I never want to meet the realtor that sold you that deal, Sherry. Because yeah, he was my know. next door neighbor. Oh, yeah, well, I bought it right. for my neighbor. That's the way it works. No, See, no I have horror stories of this last house I bought. So, But that's not what no. this is about. Well, no, no, no. Um, this is and about, it's all fixed now. It's all fixed so. now. Thank you. You know, yeah. there's nothing like a handyman to be handy. Do things what, get it done. Dan, one of the other, uh, so talking from the seller's perspective, and I know there's a lot of people that stage homes and stuff, mm -hmm. but do you all also recommend to the seller that they like put a bunch of their stuff away so that there's some open space so when the buyer d comes in. It depends on the stuff yeah. but yes more often than not we're going to recommend uh, you know you, a lot of folks you know in my age at this stage of life they have the the wall of fame in the mm -hmm. hallway mm -hmm. where Bobby's pictures from kindergarten through <laughs> college are lined up Yeah, you know yeah. Uh, so yeah we, we yank those right there. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know for Furniture, a lot. You know, there's one. There's a way you live in the home, and then there's a way that you would still stage the home. Mm. You, you've got to give them uh, the opportunity to to see their own stuff there. Mm -hmm. right. And if there's too many, there are too many pictures and too mm -hmm. much furniture, and uh, yeah, often thinning out a little bit is uh, pretty important. Good time to start. I yeah. know it's not real common nowadays, Dan, but I remember the time in my earlier life when I'd go around looking for a house if I was looking to buy houses when I was in Arizona, and I'd look at a lot of houses that were totally empty houses. So how how much success is there in selling a home if it's empty, empty, but people moved out, it's empty, you can look at every room empty. Is that any better than staging or is the staging still Well, better? we still, in fact, I've got a uh, storage building in Collin Ranch with 10 end tables, 11 lamps, 152 knickknacks. <laughs> so, so I I've got three sets of fire fireplace pokers, you know. But yeah, yeah we, we will, well, I will, in virtually every vacant house, set 
cut some items out mm -hmm. uh, just to give it a little bit more of a lived-in feel. Mm -hmm. it, it, mm -hmm. They call that vignetting, actually. Mm -hmm. I like that. Uh, so I do that a lot, and I, frankly, I deal with a lot of vacant houses. That said, I, I think a vacant house is an mm. primarily because of the hoops it jumps through or has to jump through before the buyer even makes an offer. Mm -hmm. That is to say, if you've got an occupied home, a buyer will rarely look in drawers. I mean, they just won't do it. An empty house, every drawer in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. so there's a bad hit. Yeah, yeah and so there's that it, they're there. walking around, they're <laughs> whacking on the tile in the bathrooms. And can I climb on the roof and look at it? I mean, so, so buyers uh, will do things on, on those vacant right. houses. Because there's nobody, because they're not invading it. So not in, you know. Well, basically, I don't want to sound manipulative, but it, it's harder to fall in love with an empty house. Okay, mm -hmm. that's good. Good. That's great advice for anybody looking to sell their home and they're thinking about vacating, emptying that home. Don't do it. Call Dan Ryder. Dan, you've got a lot of really tricks of the trade, general knowledge that a lot of, I knew and no agents don't even have because they're too busy trying to figure out where they are. You as a native of Northern Nevada, great help to people looking to buy or sell real estate. I mean, the other day you and I were driving around, you told me about the slide from Slide Mountain. And, oh yeah, and yeah. So the history, Valley. yeah. So I, I'm encouraging our listeners, if you don't know the area, well, if you're not a native, you need somebody that really knows the area so that you can find out where you're really looking at buying. And if you're looking to sell, find the right buyers. Dan Ryder is the man to call. You're at Nevada Home Connections. Correct. And you're right here in downtown Reno. Actually, South Reno. South Reno. Oh, Plumas. Well, it all depends on your perspective, but <laughs> we're way south. We're way. We're across McCarran South. You know where Yuma, Arizona is. That to that south. That's right, right. no, no, no. I mean, you're so Reno is so easy to get around. But I mean, I've just been amazed with these tours that you've given us here at the office about the whole area. I'm really encouraging people to call you if they have any interest in buying or selling real estate. Dan, give them your contact information. Uh, Dan Ryder, seven seven five seven four two three three seven six, or Dan at NV homeconnections.com. You've got a website that's uh, pretty cool there. It shows a lot of really neat stuff, but it always comes down to the individual. So I'm encouraging our listeners, friends and family, talk to Dan Ryder. Well, thank you. Awesome, awesome person. And we always run out of time before we run out of things that we wanted to talk about, Dan. So hopefully we'll Maybe be coming back to visit. Yeah? You bet. All right. We'll talk to you later. And Sherry Hill, thank you for joining us too. Thank you. Awesome. Always fun. Always fun. Stay tuned for the Sherry Hill Show. It's coming up next right here. So to our listeners, tell your friends and family, we're on the air again next week, same time, same station, and they can tune in too and make great deals on real estate. We'll talk with you then. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. SunTech Solar Screening, 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening.